0: Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Diego and Divorce Show, and they pulled somebody up from the grave, Derek Flair. And here I am to tell you that you're in the right place. Whenever you see the Diego and Divorce Show on your screen, you are in the right place, and it's going to be big woo tonight. Hi, wrestling fans. This is Gary Whitehurst, former ring announcer with NACW and other indie organizations in the Carolinas for many years. When it comes to all things wrestling, you're in the right place with the Diego and DeVore Wrestling Podcast. When it comes to travel and vacations, you come to me. Once we get through this pandemic, I can make your vacation dreams come true whether it be an exciting cruise an all-inclusive resort international land vacation and so much more i'll take care of you why me well i will be your one contact person no long hold times with booking direct or big online agencies and my rate will never be higher than booking direct and i do not charge a booking agency planning fee how do you reach me? Well, I'm so glad you asked. I'm based in Tampa, Florida, and I can be reached at area code 561 424 6003. That's 561 424 6003. My email is gwhitehurst at cruiseandtravelexperts.com. That's G W H I T E H U R S T at C R U I S E. A and dot com. My website is G dot cruise and Hey, I got something great for you now. If you make a reservation with me and mention the Diego and DeVore Wrestling Podcast, I'll give you a cruise on board credit or amenity. You can't beat that. And now let's get back to the Diego and DeVore Podcast.
1: All right. Welcome to another episode of Diego and DeVore show. DeVore fans, I'm sorry to report this. Mr. DeVore still on vacation. He's actually extended by another month. He's actually went over there to santa barbara to check into a project that he's doing building another home so we wish him a fantastic vacation hopefully have him come back and um they really can flex his golden pipes of destiny back on the show but back to the Diego and divorce show so tonight i have an individual that i'm very impressed with it if you haven't seen him on slde fury i suggest you go ahead and go on youtube and take a look at his matches and also on his social medias all the highlight reels performances man he will blow you away so and i'm not gonna extend this introduction too long so he is the puerto rican juggernaut angel camacho angel brother how are you welcome to the jaguar uh,
2: thank you thank you for having me i appreciate it man I'm doing good, man, just getting off of work, getting ready for a long
1: weekend. Uh, I understand that, man. We all got to do the things we hate in order for us to do the things that we love. Sometimes you got to pay the bills because so sometimes wrestlers don't do that for you. Yeah, but I get it, man. man. Let's talk about one thing because I've, I've watched your highlight reels and some of your matches and your performances are unlike a person, different than a person that we considered a heavyweight like, like yourself because I grew up in an era with the 70s, 80s, and early 90s to where people were cookie cutters and they do one thing, but then you have other wrestlers say, like a, a for instance i'll take uh bam bam bigelow as an example that the man can do a moonsault he can do a splash he can do cartwheels and i, I think we can say you definitely fall into that category of an athletic bigger guy if, it's, if that's okay to say because it's very yeah, impressive because yeah. you're hitting hard and you're flying high
2: yeah yeah i mean i'm i've, I've always been an athlete growing up you know what i mean i've played every sport that i can think of between football baseball and everything so when it came to wrestling you know I won't say it was easy, but a lot of stuff I was able to get pretty quickly because I've always been, you know, an athlete.
1: Yeah, and I've come to know that in all the years that I was wrestling, I before that, a lot of the better wrestlers, not always the case, but they come from a very big sports background because you were talking earlier that you were playing football at the time and wrestling yeah, yeah. too, but doing wrestling full-time because football was taking a lot of your time.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, because I played semi-pro. And um, semi-pro, basically, you pay to play. And after I finished high school, I wanted to keep playing, so I just kept playing semi-pro. Between semi-pro football and softball and stuff like that, I was always going doing something. And then that's when I started wrestling in '09.
1: Wow, well, that's a good while to go. So before we get into the wrestling part, so what was the team that you were playing for in semi-pro? In what state?
2: Uh, it was all Ohio. That's where I'm from, Cleveland, Ohio. Been, it was a couple of teams, you know. Uh, One of them was the Gators, and that's just a few. I mean, out of all the years I played, you know what I mean? I think there was – I want to say there was three teams in Ohio that I played for, and then when I moved to Oklahoma, I played for for two different
1: teams. So you're well-traveled. So you're used to traveling now, especially with wrestling, because, you know – ohio oklahoma now texas you know you put putting a lot of miles yeah
2: yeah 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 I, 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 I moved to oklahoma like early i think i want to say it was like 2011 it was like late 2011 early
1: 2012 so. oh man so getting back because i know i talk about sports preparing you for a professional wrestling so how did the training because i know say semi, my semi-pro training that's, that's hard knocks and then you move into professional wrestling. How did that prepare you to? Because I know I went through training and wrestling for a long time. It's it's a different animal. You can be any kind of athlete, but once you step in that ring, it's it's so different because just so you, you can take the hits in football. You can run track and field, but you, you're not doing it all at the same time.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll tell you this. Wrestling for me at the beginning, the training was a bit hard, you know, because like my trainer always told me, like, you're not, you don't come out the womb learning or, you know, learning how to take a back bump. We're not meant to do that kind of stuff, you know? So, you got to train to do all that. So, when I first started doing it, I was in pain all the time. I was like, what in the world is going on? Like, but after a while, just your body gets used to it and it becomes like, it becomes second nature. So...
1: Yeah, it hardens up to it. So with the training, who was your, who trained you? What school did you go to? Uh, so the school was called the Cleveland Dun, and it was
2: ran by uh, Lamont Williams. His wrestling name is uh, Lou Gotti. Uh, that's who, that's who trained me. And actually, he moved to Texas about two years after I moved to Oklahoma. Opened up a school. It got one of the larger, uh, one of the larger schools around. You know what I mean? He, he easily he easily has eighty five students.
1: Well, that's pretty because a lot of wrestling schools don't even have half that or half of the half of that. So yeah, yeah he, he he's literally he's got like he's like he's got a beginner
2: class, he's got a, a immediate class and then a graduate class. So it, it literally I was at training yesterday and I'm telling you there were so many people
1: there a good thirty Okay, you know, and training never stops. After I'll say graduated from that school, how long were you there before you were considered to be ready to go ahead and do the performances
2: let me think let me think i want to say about a year i want to say it was like 13 months before but before after three months i was able to wrestle you know what i mean and a lot of my wrestling was with like against my trainer or going to places that he was going you know stuff like that and then we also had a uh, like a student show that we ran on sundays so I wrestled a lot on there, but about three months after I started, I was able to wrestle. And then when I to fully go out and wrestle on my own, it was about uh, 13 months. That's when I graduated and and whatnot. But like I told you, I was playing football. So I didn't wrestle a whole lot in Ohio.
1: Yeah, I like to say that you know 13 months before you went actually actually did a match, but that's actually to your benefit. Because there's a lot of schools out there that they'll train. They'll get the bumps to do their thing. They're in there one or two months. They don't pay. Somebody books them, and they think they're ready, and they're getting booked. But they're just a drizzling you-know-what.
2: Yeah, no, no. I've heard there's schools that, that literally, like, their, their turnaround is like three months. You train for three months, and then you, I guess you, what they call graduate, and you go out and start wrestling.
1: Yeah, and they don't know anything. I mean, really, really don't know anything. But they're still getting booked. Hey, you know, but, you know, doesn't those not that kind of shows i like to be involved yeah, with yeah. when i was when i was wrestling another kind of shows i'd pay money to go see either we're, we're gonna yeah, jump it yeah. so we'll jump ahead a few years because it's on my main notes because it's some it's a company that's been in my on my radar for a little while so let's talk about swe fury i know we're getting way ahead of ourselves but and i know you did a, a few matches for them so how did you come to get booked for swe fury how did you how did you enter that company
2: okay so Funny story on that was one of the bookers. His name is James Beard, right? Legend, legend ref. I know. I'm sure you heard of him. Um, I did. I went on a road trip with him and a couple other guys to a show in Louisiana. So I was really, really cool with James Beard and uh, Tim Storm. Like we were really, really cool. So both of them, you know, they took part in the booking for SWE. And I sh- I went to the SWE taping with my trainer and another and one of our other students just to go, you know, because I didn't have nothing to do that day. I, I figure I'll go, well, what happened was there was a, a guy that had double booked himself so he couldn't show up to the show. So James was looking for someone to replace him. And, and from what, the story I'm being told, another another guy went up to James and was like, hey, I got some guys if you want to use them. James said, oh, well, I'll let you know. And then my trainer went up to James, like, hey, Angel's here. if You you want to use him? And Jake's like, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I love Angel. I love that guy. Yeah, we're going to use him. And so my first two matches there um, with that taping was because I just showed up.
1: And that's usually how you show up, you know, it's lightning strikes and you take full advantage of that opportunity. Most definitely. Yep. And so with this road trip, so how was it? Because we're talking about Tim Storm. How was it traveling with, with Tim? So I'm sure there's a wealth oh, of knowledge in there.
2: Oh, definitely. The stories that I heard, like wrestling-wise and stuff, like him is very knowledgeable. I love the man to death. He's really, really nice, really cool. Same with James. Just hearing their stories of everything they've done and accomplished, like, it, 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 was, it, it was awesome.
1: Yeah, because a lot of that, you do a lot of the learning while you're on the road. I mean, you learn in the ring, but most of your learning, all that knowledge is in the miles you put in the vehicle. Yep. I agree 100%. Going through your highlight reels, because I know you sent me some, and it's actually what I was, when I go through Twitter, and I look for talent, and I'm looking for people to interview. I got to find something that's very interesting about them, you know whether it's their character. But 100% for me is, is the talent. Can they work? Can they wrestle? And I'm looking at your highlight reels, I'm like, oh my goodness, but sometimes highlight reels, they fool you. Well, let me go see what he's doing and i went on the tube and i'm like man this guy is super legit he can do it all so were you did you expect to actually be doing that style that you are when you first started
2: honestly no because so when i first started training my uh, training my trainer was real old school you know what i mean because it was it was it was 20 it was 2019 or 20, i'm sorry it was 09 you know and that was before social media. and all that stuff, you know, that's when you still had to go and use flyers to promote shows and stuff like that. So, you know, social media wasn't a thing. So when he was training us, we we trained real old school, you know, which for the, the most part of you watching a lot of it, you can tell, like, I do a lot of real old school stuff, you know, the way I carry myself. Now, when it comes to the flashy stuff, that honestly, I, I want to say after I broke in in 09, I want to say about a year or two later, the, the flashiest thing I did at that time was a head scissors. And I and I did it with my trainer, you know what I mean? Um we did it in the show at, at a. I don't know if you ever heard of Beyond Wrestling. Yes. Okay, so before they blew up as big as they are now, they were doing tapings and like a storage unit type of deal. So I wrestled my trainer there and that's when I popped off with the uh head scissors. Um so that was about about as flashy as it can get, you know? And then shortly after is when I started doing the splash on the top rope. But it started on the second rope. Now, mind you, I'm scared of heights.
1: Yeah, I am too, <laughs> that, man. That's okay.
2: That that kind of it, it took me. I won't say it took me a while, but it, I had to get used to being up there. So I started on the second rope, and then eventually I worked my way up. You know, but the the more flashier stuff, like the uh, suicide dive. Um, I I think I sent you the video of me doing a splash from one ring into the other. Did I send you that one?
1: Uh, I I saw one where you were doing a suicide pay, whatever they call that through the second rope
2: yes okay and then i
1: saw so the top the top splash i think there was a second yeah okay
2: so there was there was one that was a a, a splash from one ring into another ring and it was a slow motion video yes okay yeah, that's that one so okay. mm-hmm. that that stuff there and then i took a, a spanish fly from two guys that um trained with my trainer um off the top rope onto Bearwood. it was a match that we put together called uh Helen back, um, basically with bare wood, bare cables, no buckles, you know, that, that was the gimmick, you know, and I took a Spanish fly from there. So, like, all that stuff right there, honestly, that was me adapting to the way things are now, you know, me being a big guy, a lot of people don't want to see big guys doing a whole lot of flashy stuff, but at the end of the day, I'm I'm real prideful of what I do, you know, and I and sometimes I need to show people that just because I'm big doesn't mean I can't do with the smaller guys, you know what I mean? So right. every now and then I like to throw something in there, you know.
1: Yeah, because you got to pick that right spot to do it because nobody's expecting yeah. it. Nobody's expecting yep. that.
2: Yeah, most definitely. When I hit that splash, from one ring another. They weren't expecting. The behind that one is, is when I got to the venue. I was for my trainer show, cause he had now. He had a uh, training school called DFW All Pro, and he run shows for that. We went up to the venue, and we were the show was a, a two ring show, so two ring box. And I'm always thinking about one, at least one thing, 'cause most guys at rest are small, flippy, can do all kinds of stuff. So I always try to think of one thing I can do that can kind of get me a big pop too, uh, other than you know big man stuff, right? So when I looked at the rings, when I told him, like, hey, man, uh, I'm going to do a splash from one ring to the other. And he goes, are you sure? Was, yeah, bro. Oh, the, the, the ring's pretty close together. I can clear that. He goes, bro, they're not as close as you think. I was, oh no, bro, they're good. Mind you, I didn't go up to the practice. I didn't go up there to think about it first or anything. So come comes to match, and it came to that spot where I had to climb to the top. And when I climbed to the top, I realized they weren't as close as I thought they were. <laughs> But I was up there. I couldn't check it out, so I just went, and it, it came out really good.
1: My, so it was a two. It was like a war games type of deal going on that night, or yeah, it was, a,
2: it was like a battle royal. There was a huge like royal, I'm sorry, a huge royal, royal, royal So you know what I mean. He, it was a two ring type of deal.
1: And and uh, well, who was that for again? Because it, it kind of broke uh, up on
2: DFW All Pro Academy.
1: Um, mm, that's, okay. That's
2: the my trainer uh, runs here in, in Texas now.
1: All right, so we go from the training, and then to start doing your first shows. And because I know we talked about earlier, a twelve-year career, and you still—I mean, you're still young. You still have a lot of years in you. Yeah. So let, let's touch on from graduating to where did you go next, and let's follow the breadcrumb till today. You know who you've worked for. Um.
2: So after I graduated, to be honest, after I graduated. I- I wrestled. I may have wrestled for like a year, and then that's when I moved to Oklahoma. So I didn't get a whole lot of wrestling after I graduated. I was still playing football too, and the problem was that the games were on Saturdays, so it was really hard to wrestle when I'm playing football. At that time, football was my love, you know what I mean. So that that was my first priority. Um, so I didn't wrestle so much after I graduated. I I did a couple shows here and there, um, and then like I said. Then I moved to Oklahoma and then six months after I moved to Oklahoma is when
1: I started wrestling. So what oh, was Oklahoma? Cause I don't really know much about Oklahoma. it? No, just... That's okay. There's a little bit of a delay, but let me go back before I interrupted you. I know you say it was hard for you to wrestle where you're playing football, and then but you wrestled in Oklahoma. So seeing that I don't know much about the wrestling scene in Oklahoma, what, how is it over there? Because I don't really know much about what's going on in that state. It's
2: I don't want to be the guy that sit here and say, "Oh, it's horrible," because it's not horrible. Um, you know what I mean? They, there's, there's guys in Oklahoma that have a lot of potential, right? But there's also a lot of guys in Oklahoma that got some, some half assed training, and then either running shows or on shows. So you know what I mean? Like the level, to me, the level of wrestling in Oklahoma can be so much better if people get the training that they, they should get. Or they need, you know. But it's not bad, you know. They, I want to say, I haven't wrestled in Oklahoma in a while. Um, but there, there's maybe one or two shows that's really good in Oklahoma. Um, at the time when I first started wrestling, there was a show called ICW that it was really big. Like they, they were, he had his own arena. He taped his shows live on TV. We did overseas shows, like in the sense of like taping for overseas. All kinds of stuff like that, you know. But then he then he shuts down a couple of years. Other than that, like I said, it's it, it's not horrible. Um, it has a lot of potential if people would just go and get the the correct training.
1: No, and that's I don't want to be that guy either. There's a lot of schools out there that'll promise you training, but I think you're getting the opposite of that. You're just you're just giving them your money and that's it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of schools that just like you said they they say they train and stuff like that, but they train because they just want the money. You know, and they, they, they show them some basic stuff without saying you're a wrestler. And that's the problem, you know. It's kind of hard. For me, it's kind of hard to believe someone can be really, really good after just three months. Now, that's not saying it's impossible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they have there's a bunch of potential in, in in Oklahoma. I actually know about a handful of guys that are really, really good. But a lot of guys that are really good usually
0: aren't from
1: Oklahoma. Right, I, mean, I think so. back in the day, I think I, I gotta recall who. There's a few guys playing Oklahoma football that became pretty, you know, legends in, in wrestling. But it yeah. escapes it escapes me right now. But um, so we go from Oklahoma and then we're talking about Texas. Yeah. Because I know Texas now it's almost just like I was talking to somebody the other day about the Memphis scene is kind of having a revival. You know, Texas might be going through that thing too because my earliest memories of texas was a bit with the von erics it was talking about glo- talking about global wrestling so pro wrestling it's like the the third major sport in texas My, you know yeah. you know just like here in the east coast it's the same thing so in texas how is it over there who you've been working for there other than sw fury um texas
2: texas honestly is they're on the right most definitely on the right there's a lot a lot of good talent here um, you know, there's a lot of good schools too, but just like everywhere else, there's some bad schools too, but there's a lot of good schools here, a lot of good people, good wrestlers, you know, um, I've become friends, real close with a bunch of guys that are really, really good. But, uh, other than SWE, I wrestle for DFW All Pro, and then I wrestle for VIP, which is, VIP is his, like, let's say, big show compared, so, so DFW is like his NXT and VIP like, is, like, his raw. It's my trainer show. So the right. So VIP is where he brings all the, like, top talent, like uh, Shane Taylor, uh, Rhino, you know, those guys. Big names. Mm-hmm. I've wrestled there uh, a lot with him. We were tagged, me and my trainer. Uh, we tagged a lot. So I wrestled there. And then various different promotions in, in Texas. Uh, there's a show that I'm doing tomorrow called uh, Texas All-Star Pro. It's out of Houston. Uh, but he, he they travel to Houston, Grand Prairie, Dallas, you know, uh, other more awesome things. It's, took, it's quite a few, and it's hard for me to to remember a lot of them. But I also do Mississippi and Louisiana for a show called uh, Bayou Independent Wrestling. One of the one of one of my better shows. I love that show. I love that place. The fans are hot. The promoter's awesome. The locker room is awesome. Real relaxed and laid back. Um, nice. What else? That that's just the name of few. There's there's quite a bit that I do here and. In, in, and most of my wrestling is in Texas. Um, I just recently picked up Arkansas. I do a show in Arkansas now too, and I, I do Mississippi, Louisiana, and then around around the Texas area. Oh, one of my bigger top shows too. Uh, it's called River City Wrestling. Uh, me and me and
1: Lou are the tag champs there. So I mean, I mean, you're putting a lot of miles. I mean, that's yeah. a good thing. To get your name out there. I mean, there's no, there is a lot of footage of you out there right now. So before we continue, I'd like to invite. The listeners of the Diego and Divorce Show, not to only go on Angel Camacho's Twitter or Facebook or his social media, but I invite you to also visit the Diego and Divorce website, which is the Diego, and Divorce the Diego and Divorce Show.com. And if you want to help us out a little bit, scroll down to the website, click on that banner, and that banner is for rogue energy. And just like in professional wrestling, whether you're a professional wrestler, an all night gamer, any other kind of athlete out there, you want to break the mold. Out of the normal energy drinks that come from a can with, with ingredients you can't even pronounce Hey, look there's no problem here go to rogue energy click on that banner or just log on to rogueenergy.com go ahead and uh, get you one of those awesome energy powders that mr devore loves so much and You won't have that crash or the jitters. You can stay up all night and do your thing. RogueEnergy.com, and for a bonus for the Diego and Divorce Show listeners, use the discount name, Diego and Divorce Show. That's Diego Shift 7, Divorce Show. Diego and Divorce Show. Get 10% your total order today because if you're going to wrestle as much as Angel does out there hitting the scene, you're going to need some of that energy. That's RogueEnergy.com. Use the discount code Diego and Divorce Show. Get yourself 10% off your total order today, tomorrow, whenever you want to order it. Back to the... Puerto rican juggernaut angel camacho so i was scrolling down right before i hit the the website information and i know there's a show coming up and i'm hoping to edit this episode before that show comes out it's not gonna be on the 24th for dfw all pro yeah Yeah. looks that's, like it's gonna be uh, a pretty big show because the poster looks amazing yeah that
2: and that's the good thing so my trainer is really big on professionalism um when it comes to the flyers when it comes to the wrestlers professionalism is huge to him so his flyer are really really nice now this show is called new kids on the block he has like a lot of trainees he's gotten to a point where now he's a bunch of guys that have made a name for themselves that he just let go um you know so that they can go out and explore and start you know getting bookings and stuff like that and then now he's giving the new class a chance to start making a name for themselves so that's pretty much the premises of this you know these new guys so people can see new faces see see what these new guys can do and stuff like
1: that Yeah, because i'm looking at the flyer and you know sometimes you can tell a lot about a company by the type of flyer they pull out so and i'm looking in right. here and this flyer looks like everybody here knows what they're doing i've seen some flyers where it's like do you really do you want people to come to your show or not i mean yeah. so <laughs> yeah i, so. I agree I
2: agree. It's if, if them, if them flyers that look like they went on to uh, Microsoft Works or uh, or, or uh, the Paint app on your computer, you
1: know? Oh, pretty much, yeah. So, no, much respect. Cause, you know, professionalism, and If you don't have that, you don't really have anything. So, so let's talk about…
2: Yeah, I agree
1: 100%. As we talk, there's so much to cover for 12 years, and I know we did a Real quick snapshot. So, and I know that this year and most of the last year kind of really sucked the wind out of wrestling. And some folks may not have been able to get out there much. But if we're talking about 20, I can't believe we're talking about 2022. So what are your goals for 2022? Because now that we I have, think- a, there's so many new comp, not new, but so many go companies that are well established. Like you have Major League Wrestling, you have the revival of NWA. You have Championship Wrestling from Memphis, from Hollywood. You have Ring of Honor, SW Fury. I mean, the world is your oyster, brother. Where are we going? All right. So I actually, it's funny you say that because
2: we been doing a lot of thinking about that. Like I told you, you know, because I, I played football when I first started, I didn't really get myself out there as much. So I'm trying, I'm still learning that, how to get myself out there and stuff like that. And most of my bookings now that I get are based off promoters or bookers contacting me because they've seen my work and they like it, and they want me to join the show. Um, Come 2022, this is the year that I want to start putting myself out there, um, start um, emailing people, messaging people, trying to get my name out there, trying to get to, you know, shows that I'm not big-headed, right, at all. By no means am I big-headed. I know I have as impressive as I am, I still have a long way to go, right? But I also know that I can compete with a lot of those guys that are up on top and i'm at a point now where i'm like that's those are the shows that i want to do so i'm gonna be putting out emails and messages on social media and stuff to talk to promoters for companies all over everywhere 2022 i want to travel as much as i can you know now mind you i am a father i have four kids you know, I have a great girlfriend that helps me, too, and she's very supportive of my wrestling. But at the end of the day, I still have to hold down a regular 9-5. to five.
1: Yes. So let's talk about Demand that. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. No, there's a little bit of a delay, which is probably on my end. So talk about that, being a father of four, have they seen your matches? How do they feel about that? Because I know when I was... In my younger days, when I was wrestling, my sister, she was three or four or five when she was back then. She used to come to the shows, and sometimes she cried, and because she, you know, she's like, oh, my brother's getting hit with a chair, or this, there's blood. But, you know, after a while, she kind of got used to it. You know, how's that on your side? How are they taking that? Funny that you
2: talk about crying. So I have three girls. I have a 13, a 8, a 7, and then my son is 5, right? Um, they love it. They love going to my shows. Like, I, for the most part, I take them with me a lot of times right but a lot of there's a lot of shows that i can't take them with me but when they do go oh man they 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 love it they have their favorites now when you talk about crying my seven year old that just turned eight she's she's a crier anytime i'm getting hit or anytime that i get hit with a chair or something full-blown just oh my daddy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My oldest daughter, probably one of my biggest fans. Like when I say that, I mean, and I and I mean it because I'll be sitting there wrestling, and you know I'm a heel, right? I'm a heel, so I'm supposed to get all kinds of heat. It's kind of hard to get heat when you have your daughter out there yelling, "That's my daddy, go daddy," or or telling the face, "Don't hit my daddy." That's my oldest daughter. You know what I mean? Like she into it, into it. That's just she, she loves it. But like I said they all love it. But my
1: eight-year-old
2: that's the crier. But you know. I don't know why, but she just
1: cries. But you're making memories, man. So yeah. something the grandkids are gonna hear all about it too. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about earlier. I know we didn't. And talk. it's crazy because my, my girls, so me even my. Family. No, no, that's that's fine. Go ahead. What you saying about your girls? Oh yeah, I was. Just just
2: gonna say so like my oldest daughter like she has uh you know disabilities or whatever so i'm not gonna say she can't wrestle but like i think she just loves being a fan and watching me wrestle but my other kids like they tell me all the time i'm gonna wrestle when i get older i'm a wrestler so it's funny because that means my camacho name will live on you know
1: oh yeah you tell them graduate school first then you wrestle
2: most definitely, yes. School is
1: priority. Absolutely. So we talked about earlier because I know we talked about possible merch. So let's talk about your social medias because I think it's important for people to learn about what you do because that's how I got hooked on your on on your body of work. So where are we with the social media? Because I know you have Twitter, Facebook. I have I have
2: Twitter. I have Facebook. I got Instagram and I have TikTok. Now TikTok, everyone knows. A lot of videos, videos like highlights from a show or something like that. Like my face and the other ones, it's just a underscore camacho09. That's like that's where people can go to watch me and stuff like that. Like I said, I got a lot of likes on TikTok, highlights on a lot of pictures and stuff on Instagram and, and Twitter. And so I'm still trying. To perfect. Social media, cause again. When I broke in, that wasn't a thing, you know. The thing was to go go walking down the street and flyer, put flyers, places, hand out flyers. That was the way you promoted your show or wherever you're going, you know. Yes. Uh, so this whole social media, it's still kind of fresh to me. I'm still trying to learn the Twitter thing. I'm still trying. And I'm only 34, about to be 35, but it makes me sound really, really old. You know what I mean? But it's just how, it's how I broke in,
1: you know. Right. You make me feel old, though, but I know back in mind, it's the same thing. The only way for you to get to know anything was either through videotape trading or if there was a flyers or if somebody had enough money to put a paper in an ad in the paper. Other than that, there was nothing. Yeah, and-
2: yeah, yeah. Like, I've gotten pretty good at it. But that's where people keep up to date. The stuff that I'm doing, shows that I'm doing, um, you know, if I do pro. Well, for a show it's usually on all the-, the only one that is not usually on is tiktok which i'm sure tr- i gotta get better at posting like all my videos on tiktok so that way it's on there so
1: i don't know man tiktok's the devil but you know if it works for you use it <laughs> so but before we go because we just talked about your social media let's let's talk about the rest of the year where i know we just talked about the, the show on the 24th give us some highlights of where you're going to be For the remainder of 2021 and then we'll uh we'll go home from here uh
2: so the remainder of 2021 most of them are in texas but like all around san antonio houston Uh, and then i got a couple mississippi shows uh, a couple so the mississippi and louisiana shows it's the same promoter. He just bounces back and forth. Um, I got a I got an Arkansas show in November. I want to say for the most part that's it. So for the most part, it bounces from Arkansas to Louisiana, Mississippi. Most of them are in in Texas. But like I said, it it's like everywhere in Texas, not just like Dallas or Fort Worth. You know,
1: get your name out there So for those. If you kids hear the last one was. Angel Camacho on Twitter, which is how I found, I came upon your information is at capital letter A underscore Camacho zero nine, a underscore Camacho zero nine. Give him a follow. And while you're at it, give us a follow, too. And I'm on there too, doing my thing is at co-host underscore Diego, you know, see who I'm following. And if you come upon Angel on there, give him a follow as well. So Angel, man, this it has been a pleasure talking to you and i'd like to have you come back on later this year and see what you've been doing keep yeah keep putting those highlight videos out there man because you're you're gonna attract a lot of eyes to what it is you're you're doing
2: and that that's what i'm trying i mean like i told i'm always gonna be big man first that's just that's that's just my gimmick and that's who that's what i do but you can't just be because i gotta at the end of the day Wrestling, wrestling is, and if you're not willing to evolve within, you're just not
1: anywhere. Bro, right, you gotta either, you know, say uh, evolve or die.
2: Yep, most definitely.
1: Like I said I, we definitely appreciate having you on the Jig on the show, and hopefully, well, next time we have you on. I know his lordship wants to talk to you because he's seen the highlights as well. He definitely wants to sit down and talk to you as well. So i also invite everybody else. I'll repeat it again. Just go visit the Show.com. See what it is that we're doing. Visit our social media. Visit Angel Camacho's social media. All things wrestling, paranormal, and entertainment. We cover it all. So, Angel, man, we definitely appreciate you being on. Come back with us later in the year, and uh, and uh, we'll talk about what you've been doing for the rest of 2021.
2: Most definitely, man. Anytime you want to have me, man, I'm willing to uh, sit on and talk with you guys.
1: So. Awesome, my friend. So without further ado, we'd we'll like to thank all of our listeners on the Diego and DeVore show, especially our new listeners now. I think I mentioned it on the last show our new listeners from Bolivia. Thank you for listening. Since his lordship's not here to take it home to flex his golden pipes of destiny i'll say until next time america until next time world this was the diego and the four show stay safe